okay? So stay on point with me if you uh, can't. If not, you'll hear about it when we get home. Marcus is on PowerPoint and on presentation. So in an excerpt published on Christianity Today's website entitled, Why Let Go and Let God is My Lifeline, which is an excerpt from her book, Open Hands, Willing Heart, uh, Vivian Mabuni begins that with the following reference, quote, Not long before his death, Henry Nguyen wrote in sabbatical journeys about some friends who were trapeze artists. They shared with Nguyen about the special relationship between flyer and catcher on the trapeze. Has anybody ever heard of a flyer or a catcher on a trapeze? Okay, there's a few of you that are nodding your head. Um, trapeze is those that are up very, very high, sometimes with a net, sometimes with not, and they're doing aerial acrobatics. They swing, they do loop-de-loops, and the flyer and the catcher. And uh, this, this quote from Nguyen goes on and says, the flyer lets go and the catcher catches. As the flyer swings high above the crowd on the trapeze, the moment comes when she must let go. She arcs out into the air where her sole job is to remain still as possible as she opens her hands and waits for the strong hands of the catcher to pluck her to safety. Now, I have a, a short video from Circus Vargas that shows you what I'm talking about. So I want, A.V., if you would click that and play that video. It's in slow-mo, so you can actually watch it. So this is the flyer. Let go, still, and caught. Maybe I didn't warn you on this, but can we play that one more time? As crazy as it seems, the flyer has something that they're holding on to. But then comes the moment. Let go. Nothing but air. Stillness. Caught. The quote goes on in this excerpt to say, one of the trapeze artists told Nguyen, the flyer must never try to catch the catcher. The catcher will catch the flyer, but she must wait in absolute trust. I draw your attention again to my scripture from just a thought this morning, Psalm 46 and verse 10. Be still. Literally do nothing and know that I am God. This word, which I'm not going to 
even attempt to pronounce for you. My Hebrew days are far enough back that I don't pronounce Hebrew very well, but I can do some grammatical work and I can do analysis. There's two uh, primary lexicons that are used to, to have us and help us understand words. One is the Brown Driver Briggs Hebrew English lexicon. The other is the Kohler Baumgartner uh, Hebrew and Aramaic lexicon of the Old Testament. The first one, Brown Driver's Brig, known as BDB, defines this word as let alone. That is, do nothing, be quiet. I introduced you the concept of the be quiet this morning in Psalm 46, verse 10, ceasing the activity of our mouth and of our mind. But now I bring it to action. Be still. Let alone. Open your hands. Stop holding on to what is security. Do nothing. Be still. Kohler Baumgartner adds to this picture of an understanding of this word of be still. And in that stillness, in that doing nothing, in that quietness, knowing God. To leave off, to cease, to stop. I have five points for you very simply tonight. And by the way, you all know, I don't have the ability to create the atmosphere that sits in this place right now. This is called Almighty God that shows up. Number one, letting go is not a lack of motion. You can put my title slide up, Marcus. Letting go is not a lack of motion. This is where we struggle because life demands of us motion. If you don't breathe, you die. And breathing is motion. If I don't work, I don't have food. But work is motion. I can't turn my brain off. Despite the jokes about men and their ability to go into their nothing boxes, even we with our nothing boxes still have a hard time turning our thoughts off. You see this concept that the psalmist calls to us, which is be still, let go, let alone, cease, stop. This is not a lack of motion. The trapeze artist is absolutely in motion. No, letting go is not a lack of motion. Second point, letting go is being still in the midst of motion. I don't know about you, but if I made it through the high rise and I made it through the leap off, I would have a death grip on the pole that secured me to the line, that secured me to the towers that kept me from falling. But you see, letting go Letting go is not just opening your hands, that in the midst of motion, 
you leave behind that which is holding you and that which is giving you security. No, it is doing that while not moving. Not that you're not in motion, but your instincts to flail, your instincts to grasp in the air for something else to give you security, your instincts to try to get a hold of something firm. This is where the psalmist writes and says, be still. Even as life has put you into motion, the God who breathed the breath of life into you and you became a living soul, even as you have lived this breath and this life and you're in motion, when God calls to you and says, let go, when he calls out to you, now's the time. He calls to you to take a step of faith. Maybe it's a very small step of faith moving from a very tiny pot to the, to the next size pot. Or maybe it's a really big step of faith. All of them feel the same. I know I've commiserated with Matt, who's walked through losing a job and sweating out the severance pay and looking for a new job, and God provided him a great job with a pay bump, and it's been good to him for the last little while, and, and now that job is being outsourced, and, and I smiled at him, I hope not cruelly, and said, that last faith walk didn't really get you ready for this one, did it? Looks almost identical, and yet every time that we are called to let go, we're in motion. We actually want to stop the motion. We actually want to stay on the stand. We actually want to stay on the ground. We actually want to sit in a chair. But God has coaxed us to climb. God has coaxed us to stand, and then he's put something in our hands, and, and we said, okay, God, with this, with this, with this rod, I'll, I'll take the leap. And then he says, and I forget the term, I looked it up, but there's a, they, they use a different term because it's not go because that can be misunderstood. There's a, there's, a, there's a weird term that they'll call out. The catcher will call out. And at that moment when the catcher calls out, you have to let go. And in that moment, letting go is not a cessation of motion. It is stillness in the midst of the motion. The life of faith is stillness, letting alone, ceasing, stopping, doing nothing in the midst of motion. God's moved you. God's called you. God's placed you. God has positioned you. And it could be as simple as that step of believing the gospel, actually believing that as sinful as you are and as broken as you are, God loves you. And you may have been rejected time and time again and humans have not demonstrated that love and frankly, you don't love yourself. And yet in that moment, you finally, with probably much timidity, finally take that step of faith. You climb that tower and you swing out in believing that if you'll ask him to forgive you, he will be faithful to forgive your sins. And then the attack of the enemy comes and the accusations of your mind come. And you've hoped for freedom and you've hoped for being set free. You're in motion. 
Am I really forgiven? Does he really love me? Is this really true? Or is this a bill of goods being sold by preachers? And in that moment, God calls to you through the psalmist and says, be still. Not just quiet, but stop trying to control. Be still. Let it alone. Cease. Do nothing. Even as life is continuing to move, be still. Even as you're looking around and freaking out because now you're in the air. And there's absolutely nothing to hold on to. The voice of God says, you'll know me. You'll know me if you'll just be still. Point number four. The life of faith is letting go of what we can hold in exchange for what can hold us. The life of faith is letting go of what we can hold in exchange for what can hold us. You see, God's offer, whether it be in an act of repentance or it be in an act of leadership, serving others, letting go of our cultures, letting go of our backgrounds, letting go of our insecurities, letting go of our experiences, giving somebody a chance when all of life's experiences say, you're about to fall. You're about to fail. You're about to crash and burn. The life of faith without which we cannot please God and with, without which we cannot be saved for the grace of God that saves us, reaches us through faith. The life of faith, dear brothers and sisters, is letting go of what we can hold. It moves the subject from us and that which gives us security. It moves the subject from our control and our power, which if you haven't looked in the mirror recently and been honest with yourself about your life, is gifted and talented and smart and beautiful and educated as you are, there is a point where life will break you you will face circumstances that your strength is not enough. You cannot handle whatever you're facing. And if you insist, if I insist on holding on to what I can hold on to, what I have the capacity to wrap my hands around, not only will I limit that amazing experience of flying. There's a reason we like that song, I Believe I Can Fly. It appeals to something about us. There's a reason that humans have been trying to fly for a long time, long before we ever could fly. That's why there are people who jump out of planes, Dad, because there's something that happens in the midst of that. There's an exhilaration. There's this, there's this 
freedom. And I've heard people describe there's this freedom as nothing. Nothing's holding you. Not only are you trading that in when you will not live the life of faith, but you are in fact holding on to something that eventually you will face a circumstance that you cannot even hold on to that. Your grip will break. You will tire. You will lose the ability to provide for yourself the security that is the reason you're telling yourself, hold on tight. Instead, the life of faith is letting go of what we can hold in exchange for what can hold us. The change in focus is different. Now it's not about us and our ability, but it's about the one who will catch us. It's about the one who catches us and their skill. It's about their strength. It's about their knowledge. It's about their ability. And while my example trying to illustrate this to you is of human beings, and human beings can make mistakes, not only the flyer can make mistakes, but the catcher can as well. And that's why there's this unique relationship between a flyer and a catcher because the flyer literally puts their life in the hands of the catcher. But in the human example that I showed you and that we're talking about, they're both humans. But tonight, can I tell you something? He who catches us is not human. He who catches us has no limitations. He who catches us is the God of glory. He who catches us never drops anyone. He, Jesus prayed the prayer and said, you put them in my hands and I have not dropped a single one of them. God does not drop us. God cannot drop us. God has never dropped us. God is not capable of dropping us. God is the catcher who we can put ourselves into his hands and we will never, ever, ever be dropped. But the catcher can't catch you until you let go. I know the idea of letting go is letting go of the pole, letting go of that which we're holding on to, and it is that. But leaders here tonight, there are many of us who are letting go of the pole. <laughs> we're, we're gritting our teeth and we're letting go of the pole. But I've been sent here tonight to encourage us to speak to myself and to you and to say as you let go of the pole, be still. As the motion of life carries you forward, away from any security, away from any thing firm, as you fly, reach out, hands open. And be still. Quiet your mind. Quiet your spirit. Still the instincts to reach for the control. And as we saw in that video, just stretch your arms out 
And at just the right time, he'll catch you. The psalmist says we will know God when we are still, when we let alone, when we let go, when we cease, when we stop. Tonight I speak to myself and I speak to you. And I simply say, we need to choose to fly. Knowing that God will catch us. You'll never know God the way he wants you to know him. Unless you let go. And when you're obedient to whatever he's instructed you to do, it might be repentance. It might be baptism in Jesus' name for the forgiveness of your sins. It might be letting go of your tongue and your lips and God fill you with his spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. It might be changing how you dress or how you speak. It might be removing some things from your life in order to give space for you to grow. It might be any number of things. Or for some of us, it might be taking steps of faith that most humans look at and say, you are crazy. Much the way the majority of us would go to the show, to the circus, and watch the performers climb those towers and stand there and deeply breathe and grasp the pole and then arc themselves out into the air. I would be impressed if they never let go of the pole. They just simply held on and arced out and came back and arced out and came back. That'd be enough for me. That would give me the thrill of my life. But then when their trusted partner yells out that guttural sound and they let go of the pole, that's the point of no return. I lead a group of people that you're very obedient. So am I. We're doing what he tells us to do. But tonight, the Lord would like to say one more word. Even as you're obedient, leave your arms stretched out and still yourself. Just fly. Because you'll come to know my miraculous power at the right moment. My strong hands will catch you. Don't try to catch me. Don't try to manipulate me. Don't try to control me. Don't get a hold of me. Just leave your hands open. Let the motion of what I have told you to do carry you forward. And at the right moment, I will catch you. Just as my mighty right hand brought Israel out of Egypt, just as my mighty hands went on to a cross 
and purchased salvation for every single human being. Just as my mighty hands healed the sick, just as my mighty hands touched the feeble, I will catch you. And in those moments when you've been obedient to fly, you've been obedient to let go, and you have stilled yourself, I will teach you how secure my promises are when at the right moment, at the last possible moment, you'll feel my hands grab you. And I, the ultimate catcher, will catch you and take you where I need to go. God wants us to fly. Be still. Be still. Do nothing. And know that I am God. Regina, if you would come. I know that I have spoken short. It's intentional. Because I believe that we need to take a few minutes here before we reach our normal closing time. And we need to find a place to still ourselves. A place to calm our minds, yes, and be quiet as I spoke this morning. But a place to say, Father, I will calm myself. If I've got to do it moment by moment or minute by minute or day by day or week by week, I will stop flailing. I will stop grasping. It's all or nothing. You either catch me or I'm going to fall. But in that moment, I wish all the past experiences prepared you for the one you're in now, but it really doesn't. You can draw on that mentally, but in the end, every time you come off that tower, every time you let go of that rod, every time you find yourself in the air with nothing solid holding you, afresh, you're learning to know your God. When you see elders who have been faithful, who tell the stories of God's faithfulness, I need to tell you something. These men and women did not have a shortcut. No, they can tell the story. They can show you the video like I showed you tonight. And you think, man, they knew what they were doing. You can look at it and say, man, what a wise man or what a wise woman. But I'm here tonight to tell you no. And even if time has caused them to forget, no, the only way it worked is if the catcher caught them. Flyer lets go, and the catcher catches. As the flyer swings high above the crowd on that trapeze, 
Yes, the moment comes when she must let go. She'll arc out into the air. But tonight's message is not even really about that. But it's about that sole job, which is to remain still as possible as we open our hands towards a God and we wait for his strong hands to catch us. We must never catch him. He must catch us. And we must wait in absolute trust for him to catch us. This altar is open. Would you come and would you take a few moments here to still yourself? Jesus, I worship you tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I worship you, Lord.